When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. So, during this past NFL season, I spent some time on the show, I want to say in the early fall, October, talking about the Mac Jones smear campaign that was happening. Jones, of course, missed a couple of weeks with a high ankle sprain. In his absence, the Patriots played rookie Bailey Zappi at quarterback, who led them to thrilling victories over the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns. And the question now is, as we stand at the start of the NFL offseason, are we already seeing the signs of a continued smear campaign against Mac Jones? Again, I go back to last October when Jones was out with his high ankle sprain. Multiple NFL insiders were floating vague and unflattering reports about Jones's attitude and relationship with Bill Belichick. Sports, Illustrated, Sports Illustrated's Albert Breer said Jones's relationship with the Patriots had, quote, gone a little sideways. Pro Football Talk's Mike Florio said there were, quote, uncharacteristic rumblings surrounding the relationship between Jones and the Patriots. Now, it's worth noting that when Florio was pressed on that anecdote, uncharacteristic rumblings surrounding the relationship between Jones and the Patriots, when he was pressed on that in an appearance on the Greg Hill Show on WEEI, he demurred and said that it wasn't a report, even though that seems like exactly what it was. So that was strange right off the bat. Um, And Jones, of course, added fuel to the fire, Histrionic on-field behavior, blowing up at Matt Patricia on the sideline, seething when the Patriots would mismanage the play clock in crucial spots. I keep going back to that game against the Raiders. We all remember the ill-fated lateral at the end, but I mean, Jones was blowing up on the goal line there, and the Patriots wasted a couple of timeouts in the first half. And last month in January, we had Chris Sims, who, remember, did spend one season on the Patriots staff as a quality control coach, uh, he said Mac Jones sought counsel from friends and mentors around the league and told them how unhappy he was with his situation in New England. Bel- uh, Florio piggybacked on Sims's report. He said Belichick was aware of Jones's grumbling and made it known it wasn't thrilled. And it is telling that Belichick at his end of season press conference did not commit to Mac Jones. He only acknowledged that Jones, who he picked number 15 overall in the 2021 draft, has, quote, the ability to play quarterback in this league. Well, I hope so, Bill, because again, you took him number 15 overall just two years ago. So yeah, I would hope that Mac Jones, in your estimation, has the ability to play quarterback in this league. Um, But you know, during the season, we saw reports that Joe Judge, who was quarterback's coach, preferred Zappi over Jones. We've seen video over the last week of Bailey Zappi working out with wideout Tyquan Thornton, while Jones apparently hasn't been in the building 
in Foxborough. Um, in the past, Tom Curran, Patriots insider for NBC Sports Boston, frequent WEI contributor, has theorized that some of the anti-Mac sentiment came from Judge and Patricia, who certainly saw their reputations take a beating last season. So the question is, will we see this continue this offseason? And if so, what does it mean? Well, we kind of already are. Albert Breer in a radio appearance last week said the Patriots he thinks would be open to trading Mac Jones and that internally they don't see a big gap between Jones and Bailey Zappi. Now, I know a lot of people dunk on Breer and say he's just making stuff up, throwing stuff out there. Look, I don't think that necessarily what he says or any insider says on a radio appearance should be taken as gospel, especially when it's thrown out with caveats such as I think. But generally speaking, someone like Breer is not throwing stuff out there without it being sourced at all. He's not just speaking extemporaneously. I don't think that's what these guys do. He's hearing that from somewhere. It's probably not concrete, but the word that the Patriots may be willing to listen on Mac Jones, do not see a huge gap between Jones and Zappi. I think that is out there, and that's why Breer is parroting those points. Uh, And Tom Curran, on his podcast for NBC Sports Boston, was again just kind of musing, but he said that Zappi's favorable contract could give him an edge over Mac Jones. I mean, Bailey Zappi is under contract through 2025. All of his cap hits are lower than $1.3 million, so he's dirt cheap. Mac Jones, meanwhile, will command around $30 million per season on his next deal. And, you know, will the Patriots want to do that? I mean, Daniel Jones is looking for $45 million per season. So, you know, I think we're already seeing some of the anti-Mac sentiment continue. I think people like Curran, Breer, etc. are just not throwing out things without it being sourced at all or backed up by anything they're hearing at all. And this is what the Patriots do. I mean, they have run smear campaigns. There has been a lot of palace intrigue over the last few seasons. And what we hear about Mac Jones over the ensuing weeks, ensuing months, I think will go a long way towards telling us what his status is in the organization going forward. Because remember, prior to last training camp, we heard nothing but glowing reviews about Mac Jones, not just from Bill Belichick himself, talking about the great shape that he's in and the tremendous strides he's made, but also, again, from NFL insiders who told us that the Patriots were thrilled with Jones's progress. They love his dedication. We heard a myriad of those reports last year, last spring, into the summer. If we hear the direct opposite this season, the Patriots are maybe not sold on Jones, could be listening on Mac Jones, Bill Belichick frustrated that with Mac Jones's performance and his antics and going behind his back and complaining to friends and mentors around the league. That stuff is coming from somewhere and that somewhere is people slash are people who have a motivation to smear Mac Jones. So maybe we won't see any movement with Mac Jones's offseason. I mean, if I were a betting man, I would say no. He will be the Patriots starting quarterback in September of this year. But what we hear about Mac Jones will go a long way towards telling us what the environment is and what his reputation is right now around the Patriots. And so far, the offseason is still in its infancy stages, but 
uh, it doesn't seem like the Mac Jones smear campaign has stopped. We're still hearing those rumblings. And again, those rumblings, you have to believe, are coming from somewhere. So that, of course, is a story to watch. NFL free agency, March 15th, so less than a month away. I mean, nothing rules the world like the NFL, does it not? And by the way, it's only a matter of time before the Super Bowl is played over President's Day weekend. It just fits so well. I mean, it's a dead time in the sports calendar, as I said at the top. And yeah, you have the NBA All-Star Game, the Daytona 500, but the NFL, in the Super Bowl in particular, trumps all. This probably won't happen for several more years, but remember, how long were they talking about moving from 16 games to 17 games? I think that will coincide with an 18-game schedule. And just get ready for it. It's coming because more games you put out there, the more product you put out there, the more money that there is. And the NFL is always looking to expand. They're not content. So that's what's going to happen. And there's been discussion about having the Monday after the Super Bowl as a federal holiday, which I just think is a ridiculous idea. I mean, let's make Election Day a universal holiday first. Then we can go to the day after the Super Bowl so everybody can nurse off their hangovers. I mean, do these people go out at all? I mean, the Super Bowl ends by like 9.30. I mean, so you can be boozing all day, but but you're done by 9.30. I mean, do you really need that long to recover? Is the party really going that late on a Sunday night in early February? No, it's not. So no, I do not think we need a holiday after the Super Bowl. But if we want one, President's Day is a federal holiday. So there you go. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's only a matter of time before the Super Bowl is played on President's Day weekend. But there was a time in this town, not too, too long ago, in which President's Day weekend and February were ruled not by the NFL, but by the Red Sox, spring training. Well, that's no longer the case. There is a real apathy problem surrounding the team. And coming up on the other side, I talked to a longtime friend of mine, Sean McAdam. He used to come on my Red Sox podcast, Without a Curse, that I hosted as a teenager. And now, wow, I'm 30 and we're still together. He's joining me here on the Sports Media Mayhem podcast. That's coming up on the other side. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 